0: And welcome back to another edition of Capital Connection. Fridays during the noon report, we give you direct connection to what's happening in Albany and Harrisburg with the experts on the issues. At the state capitals, they are this week Dan Barcoyak at the Pennsylvania Family Institute and Jason McGuire with New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedom. Well, so, gentlemen, happy New Year to both of you. They are off and running at the state capitals. The 2023 legislative session is underway. And Jason, I will begin with you as a pro-life conservative. What are the agenda items that you are watching this year?
1: Yeah, I think there are three big ones to keep an eye on. The first is the issue of assisted suicide. There's a new assembly health chair, and uh, she has a reputation for moving her agenda, and she is the lead sponsor of assisted suicide. The other thing is there will be a major push to move abortion-inducing pills into college campuses. That will be an issue that will bear watching this session, as well as a mandate for sex education in public schools. Those are three issues uh, that really Planned Parenthood would like to see come out of our state capital.
0: All right, and in Pennsylvania, Dan, it is a new look, General Assembly. What are the issues that you're going to be paying attention to this session?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So Happy New Year, new look here in Pennsylvania. And I just got done, you know, certainly playing games and Legos with my kids. And I think certainly when you look at our kids, that's a, a top concern. Yeah. And so good policy proposals, helping parents access better educational options for their kids, like a lifeline scholarship uh, to improving school curriculum transparency. But then also some of the, the, the negative. Uh, we're going to see some harmful policy agenda items, infringements on privacy rights, in schools, you know, even threats, as Jason mentioned, of increasing abortion access on campuses to the non-medical legalization of marijuana. All
0: right, Jason, how much political blowback uh, do you think that lawmakers are going to get for voting to give themselves that more than 30% pay raise? I know we have talked about this before, but uh, do you think the voters are going to remember that in two years? Not
1: enough, you know, and that really was the reason why it was passed the way it did. I mean, this was, you know, the Christmas night uh, Uh, three days before Christmas kind of uh, approach to this. People were paying attention to their things. The election is two years away. It's a long time. Voters will often forget these types of things, but they've got to keep this at the forefront of their minds because we no longer have public servants. We have people who are really profiting and lining their pockets.
0: And uh, to that point, maybe the goal here is to make it a full-time legislature. Do you think that is ultimately what they want to do? Well, I think for
1: years, we have seen trends moving that direction. Uh, you see that really coming out of New York City and that mentality of the city council being a full-time position. And now as members move to the legislature, the state legislature moving to a full-time legislature, that's a problem. And I think that more and more, we're moving that direction.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dan, what's the latest on the power struggle in the PA House? We do have a speaker now, a guy named Mark Rossi. He's a Reading Democrat, but uh, plans to vote independent, he says. How does his election influence the power struggle
2: that's going on right now in Harrisburg. Well, this is certainly the biggest question people are asking across the state is, who is Representative Mark Rossi? Uh, you know, no one saw really this coming. I don't know anyone that did. And so Representative Rossi, he's, he's represented Burst County for 10 years, and there is some encouraging positions in his votes. He supported the Fairness in Women's Sports Act, uh, was one of only four Democrat representatives to vote in favor of that, uh, which would have protected women and girls in our state had it not been vetoed by Governor Wolf. And uh, Speaker Rahe, he's also supported school choice efforts. So there's certainly some encouraging things. Uh, he's he certainly sided with the abortion lobby uh, there are some concerns that we certainly have so we'll see how it all plays out
0: all eyes Jason next week a uh, uh, governor Hochul's state of the state speech that will happen on Tuesday do you see any effort in, in kind of what she has loud out as far as a preview of that speech of her trying to reach across the party lines or will this speech be pretty much what the past several have been a legislative wish list for the far left
1: you know, this is a little unusual in the sense that the governor is not leaking a lot about what she is planning to do. Normally, you hear stories dropping weeks leading up to the state of the state. It's been relatively quiet. I think the governor has an opportunity to pivot more to the center now that she has won her election, but I don't know that she's going to do that. The conversation, even regarding uh, criminal justice, has revolved more around training judges rather than repealing cashless bail. So not a whole lot of moderation is occurring thus far.
0: Do you think the outmigration issue will come up? On- know for the second year in a row new york state is tops in the nation when it comes to its residents fleeing the state she got to address that doesn't she
1: You know, she made some passing references to that in her inauguration, so she certainly is aware of the fact that hundreds of thousands of people are fleeing the state. There will be some proposals that will attempt to close that. Whether or not you can make it through a Democratic supermajority in the legislature, that remains to be seen.
0: Again, that State of the State is Tuesday. A lot of us will be watching that. Dan, Governor-elect Josh Shapiro will take the oath of office a little later. I think it's not till January 17th that that happens. You know, he's really difficult to read here because he has indicated Support for a lot of the things that you support, like school choice. Do you think that you can take
2: him at his word on that? Well, I think let's look at school choice, you know, especially early on in his candidacy. He did say it wasn't just kind of a passing question. You know, he had it on his website pointing at school choice. He says he favors adding choices for parents and educational opportunity for students in uh, school districts that are low performing. So it's certainly something that he has advocated for. And, and it definitely makes a ton of sense no matter what your party is uh, to empower. Or more parents with these options. So I think especially early on uh, in his time as governor, it's certainly something we can uh, you know, look to, to hold him to. All right.
0: A lot of new laws, Jason, took effect the first of the year, including a minimum wage hike, the expansion of the Paid Family Leave Act. Those are just a couple. Uh, do you think these measures, although popular with the voters, will ultimately hurt small business in New York?
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, you think about the fact that you can't even hire a kid in, in New York to uh, bag groceries for less than $14 hour. Hour uh, this year, and who are we kidding? You can't even get a bag for your groceries in New York. <laughs> it, it, it's going to become a problem, and you know these wages are unsustainable. That cost uh, is being passed down to businesses. It is simply unsustainable, and I think in 2023 you're going to see a lot more problems for small businesses across this state.
0: Things Costing more as well in Pennsylvania, Dan. I want to ask you about the uh, the toll hike on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. I believe I could be wrong here, but I believe that is the highest taxed toll road in the entire country, but it's going up another 5% in 2023. What's going on here? Why can't the Turnpike Commission get its act together?
2: Well, it, this is not an uncommon problem. Uh, the Turnpike Commission has more debt than the entire state government in Pennsylvania. You know, it costs $50 with EasyPass to go across the state on the turnpike, and it underscores the need for different policy proposals. If you don't have your Easy Pass it's $100 to go across the turnpike. It, it's ridiculous, and it certainly needs, needs some changes.
0: Unreal. Well, hey, the sports betting is big business in New York, Jason. There was an 8,000, I had to read this twice to make sure I wasn't saying it incorrectly, 8,000% increase in sports betting in New York the past year. Your reaction?
1: Well, you know, obviously I'm most concerned about those who have a problem with gambling addiction, and where you have that much access and that much anonymity now from your mobile phone, you're going to see growth in gambling addiction across this state. Uh, it's simply not worth the profits that the state is seeing from this. It's wrong. It's immoral. But I live in New York, and you get used to seeing immorality uh, become that, which is uh, really the preferred method of raising funds in this state.
0: Now, yeah. uh, the FDA this week, uh, Dan, made it easier for women to get uh, do-it-yourself abortions through the availability of- of abortion pills. I thought it was interesting now more than half of all the abortions in this country are done with a pill, not through surgery. How uh, concerned are you with this FDA action this week?
2: Uh, it's just tragic news. This is something every pro-life citizen should have at the top of their Radar. Uh, When you look at what's been happening here in Pennsylvania, while there was a a trend, so to speak, in fewer abortions, more lives are being saved. Planned Parenthood was closing clinics. The last few years, Planned Parenthood's opened three clinics. Uh, We've seen a rise, a 10% rise in abortions in our state. The primary concern, you kind of ask, why is that happening? It's chemical abortions, and and we're seeing this lax in policy, Uh, frankly, putting more women at risk when you don't do in-person consultations or to do an ultrasound to see if they have an ectopic pregnancy. We're foregoing that to allow for more, uh, frankly, profits by the abortion industry. So it's, it's certainly of, of grave concern. It's, it's saddening. Uh, the one encouraging thing I think I can point to is January 20th is the March for Life. It's the first March for Life in a post-Roe America, and that's mm. something to celebrate. It's something to rally behind. We need to come together and find ways to advance better policies.
0: All right, I love the point, uh, not just making abortion illegal, but making abortion unthinkable, and that's what the Pennsylvania Family Institute is all about. Hey, we've been a lot of places is the past 10 minutes, Dan, but if folks want to know more about what is the Pennsylvania Family Institute anyway, why do you exist? You have a wonderful website. What is it, Dan? That's pafamily.org. And stay informed on all the issues in the news out of Albany as well. Jason McGuire, your website, sir. Albanyupdate.com.